0: welcome everyone episode 24 the original marketing podcast or show show podcast show podcast show well i saw we call it both now too so i don't even yeah. have to call it
1: it depends what the format you know yeah yeah on a podcast it's a podcast on, on youtube show. it's a, it's a show. show on
0: apple tv it's a show we're everywhere yeah well thanks for being with us today we're going to talk a little uh how to market a shoe brand. We have some ads to walk through with y'all. But um Brady, any we didn't see each other for a week. Yeah. Lots gone down. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like what? Took a nephew to
1: Disneyland for the first time. You, that was fun. Or yeah. took a nephew. My wife and I took our little nephew, two and a half years old little Disneyland trip. What's it like being a part-time
0: parent in that moment? Like, what did you see forward for yourself?
1: You know, I was proud of us. Okay. Like, I was talking to my mom about She's like, you did what? Because it was my wife's yeah. sister's son. So, like, you guys just did that on your own? I was like, yeah, it was smooth. Yeah. I think the hardest thing is because I don't have kids yet, and he's two and a half years old. So, just holding a two and a half year old for hours in line when you didn't, like, take care of them as they were getting heavier over time. It was quite the bicep workout.
0: You got to start working out, bro. Because you got to park the stroller. Well, you don't have dad strength. No. You have uncle not strength. Dad. Yeah, uncle yeah, strength. uncle is... strength.
1: That's average. And it lasts a good four to five hours at Disneyland. And... Yeah. No, it was good. He was funny. He We went to California Adventure because he only knows cars, like the car show and stuff. He the doesn't reason, really right? know Mickey yeah. Mouse or anything. Good. So he took a photo with Toe Mater. And then he saw Mr. Potato Head outside of Toy Story Mania. It's like huge animatronic. Mr. Potato Head, he was so scared. Yeah, I bet you. And the whole time he's asked me, like, "Where, where is he? Where's Mr. Potato Head? I'm like, no, he's far. And then I got a video from him at preschool today and he's playing with a Mr. Potato Head. So he got over it. I, I think he's fighting his fears. Wow.
0: In class, which is cool. Um, well, you were playing, I mean, if we're being honest, you weren't even playing man to man defense. You guys had a double team. What do you mean? There's two of you, there's only one kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm over here playing zone, bro. Yeah, I mean, you're, but your dad. Yeah, but I got uh, three of them. I'm playing zone defense. It's true. <laughs> you're you're going a little double team. That it was so funny. Myra and I, we had just Maddie, my youngest, the other day. Um, the other two were at school. She had pink mm-hmm. eye. I was like, sure, add it to the list. And <laughs> I was like, this is the easiest thing in the world. I was like. Just one. Yeah. Parenting one child, I was like autopilot, baby. This was. So easy. Just handoffs whenever you want. I was like, I could go to restaurants. I remember when I had uh, my oldest, and it was just her, we would like, if we were going out to get drinks, we'd bring her with us. Like, oh, we're getting dinner with friends? Bring her with us. She's mm-hmm. great. Now, we don't, I mean, it's like, if we're going to go somewhere with all three, it's like, yeah. are you ready for war? <laughs> like, I get my paint on. I'm, like, ready to go. And I bet. Yeah, this is different.
1: Yeah, this was pretty easy. He he had a good time. Yeah. Um, had some car issues, so I think I jinxed myself. <laughs> yep, and having some car issues. Did we finally get a new car. No, nope. but soon. No, come on. My so my engine. I started it up in like Fashion Island when it went from electric to gas. It just started rattling, so I shut it down, turned it back on, kept happening, and so I think my intake manifold might be warping in cold weather so the air intake is like misfiring you one of the this all you? oh, youtube yeah, and it. everyone who had the problem it was in the snow yep yep so it's either like a carbon buildup in the intake manifold or okay. it's warping because it's too cold out it's not a head gasket leak i checked okay. the oil there's oh. no coolant in it i did my due diligence blue collar brady but took it to the mechanic and it would not fire up like that for them so they not. did they did nothing so i just picked it up that's great like so i got stuff to do if it starts up fine.
0: Isn't that the most emasculating feeling ever when you like go in there, try to tell them all the problems it has, and they're like, nothing's wrong with it?
1: Well, I was a little concerned because I was explaining it, and it's a very common Prius issue. and CT200, which is what I have. And I was explaining what I found, and he just didn't seem to be tracking <laughs> Any of it? I was like, oh. You're like, there's like a million instances
0: on the forums. Yeah, and it could it. have
1: just been like an ego thing. Like, I'm not going to allow this guy who was on YouTube to tell me what it was. And he just didn't <laughs> want to play that game. But it made me a bit concerned. I was hoping for him to say, oh, yeah, same with Prius. We get these all the time. Let yeah, me yeah. get my guys to so dive into So he did no like, recognition for you? There was no, like... No, he had to wait for it to happen so he could find the error signal. I'm like, I know the error code. It's going to say a cylinder is misfiring. And... <laughs> Nothing. They wouldn't touch it until they got the code, and they never got the code. So it just sat there for four days, and I just picked it up. I was like, it's getting warmer out. might not happen. We got the client off-site coming up, so I might have to tell Valet at the hotel, like, hey, when you start it up, if it's doing something, just call me over. I'll I'll get Jeez. it going. all right. Got stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, you do. I think I jinxed myself a little bit on the show. So what car were
0: we going to get to replace it if we had to get one?
1: So... I think I was telling you this. I got an ad on Reddit recently for all like the new Lexus lines from hybrid to plug-in hybrid to full electric. And they have a, I think it's an NX 500 smallest UV that I think the zero to 60 is six seconds for a plug-in hybrid. That's pretty good. It yeah. runs on full electric for 37 miles. So I like, I still like Lexus, maybe yeah. a bigger car. My car is pretty small, but I don't think I want to go full electric, but I love, my current fuel efficiency of a hybrid i'd have to look into my power box though for like to get a plug-in hybrid i might have to upgrade
0: it's not too bad electricians can help it's not too bad i did that with my tesla before
1: we'll see but i mean i don't know what cars are going to be in the next five years which is probably when i'm going to buy a new one in five years
0: there's no who knows you're getting one before that dude you're cursed you already are the problems are happening once it starts it's just an intake manifold (laughs) it's like a 300 hundred dollar part I love
1: it. Yeah. What about you? You've just been sick, so I don't expect too many updates. I
0: was so sick. <laughs> I was just under attack. I'm on my eighth day of antibiotics now. I'm starting to get my energy back. So really happy about that. Um we're doing some M and A work at Directive. We got this big customer off site. We got clients like Uber and others flying in. Yeah. So gotta give a keynote. So, I'm prepping for that tonight and tomorrow. Keynote's Wednesday morning. So, you know, good times. But I think the big thing for me is just, you know, helping these leaders. We had some really good leaders here. Companies doing well. Started the year pretty well on our goals. So, I know a lot of other people are having, you know, layoffs and recession talk. But for us, it is harder. I think we are noticing some job cuts. I Mm -hmm. think there are some, like... The market's pulling back a little. Yeah. I think Um, the challenger brands are struggling. Yeah. But as the market leader, which I do consider ourselves the market leader in our segment, um, we're doing okay. Yeah. Which I think is good. I think there's always... Whenever there's bad times, there's still companies that do well. Mm -hmm. And the companies that do well during bad times are usually just better brands, better organizations, more... They've been around longer... They have more customer, like, goodwill. Um, and those ones we're talking to, I think we just – talked. we I mean, you and I just got off with a big brand spending half a million dollars a month uh, two hours ago. And I think yeah. we'll probably start working with them soon. So, yeah, it's uh, it's always exciting when you get to talk to those types of companies. But, yeah, personally, man, I've just – I was in bed a lot and just, just kept working. I kept all my meetings. I just kept going. But – you know me. I'm not that good at yeah. going like soft, but just kept going, kept working hard and cut some fish, got a little fish. Nice. Boat stuff still breaks all the time, which is just... <laughs> yeah, at least you're health. healthier than your boat. Yeah, I it's am always healthier the goal. than my boat, which is always the goal for me. But uh, you ready to talk ads? Yeah, let's do it. <sighs> we got mine pulled up. Are we
1: going to start there? I think we have to. Yeah, let's do it. All right, break it down for me. Why did you pick this one? What did you love about it? So it's a new movie coming out. It's the Super Mario movie, and Super Mario or Super Smash. It's Super Mario. I mean, this scene that is going to show it's kind of like a Super Smash Brothers scene, I guess. But what I like about it is I see this movie as an ad. Right, I think the timing of generations. Is that what trailers are? No, well, the, the trailer. It's, so the trailer is an ad for a movie, okay, but the movie itself. Sorry. Okay, okay. Sorry. I think I like yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty trailers are no, ads. <laughs> yeah, trailers are an ad for the movie, but I think the movie is the ad for Nintendo. And I just love the timing of generations, right? I grew up on Mario sixty four. Oh. I could have kids now. I don't, but I could. Yeah. I'm old enough. You are right, and so families going to this movie, parents wanting to see it. Nintendo world just opened up. In L.A., they have one in Japan. Wait, what's the Nintendo World? It's a theme park. It's a Nintendo theme park. Where is so it? So they have one in Japan. Have I they watched our episode on... I mean, they should watch that episode. They can watch the episode. It's yeah. pretty legit, though. I've seen... Yeah. I want to go to it. But they just opened up that theme park in L.A. They have... We're in L.A., by the way. I'm I think though. it's tied to Universal. Okay, so it's a part of Universal. I want to say it's a part of Universal. Okay. But, right, I mean, Nintendo's a massive video game company. Nintendo Switch, and so I think the parents wanting to see this movie with their kids, I think it's their kids maybe getting into Nintendo, liking okay. Mario, the characters, what do they do after the movie, oh, do you want to play this on the Switch, do you want to go to Nintendo well, World? Well, i got a problem with Nintendo. What's your problem with Nintendo?
0: I feel like they've been lazy.
1: Mm.
0: Hear me out. Have you gone back to use like one of their consoles yeah not their handheld because i think the the handheld they do really well with right
1: yeah but that's their new their consoles are handheld now like it's a hybrid so i have a dock for my switch that connects to a monitor or i can bring it with me
2: i know but i want
1: like real games yeah so you you sacrifice graphics like that's... i've played overwatch or fall guys on my switch and the graphics are it's
0: pretty bad terrible compared to my xbox yeah that's what i meant like what happened to that what Like, yeah, I don't I just like as like I because I actually do like I like to play FIFA Ultimate Team. And I, I do play not currently, but I played Overwatch and like all the fighting games. Mm-hmm. And I like the graphics are always like, okay, Elden Ring, I got into Elden Ring first time I've ever done like a role playing game. I loved Elder Ring, but I loved the graphics, like the bosses yeah. and the cinematography, the art. Like, there's real artistry in the designers who are designing these bosses. And then I look at a Nintendo game, and it's like a stick character from 50 years ago. Is that not, like, I feel like Nintendo, because I was an N64 guy. Like, I had the old Square controller first, and then I got my N64. I never even had an Xbox till college. Like, I was always N64. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they kind of just, like... They were it, and now I feel like they let... like Yeah. I, I mean, they sacrifice
1: graphics for mobility, but when I do international flights, I'll bring my Switch. Okay. Um, they have a certain style of animation that I think fits their graphics, like Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks incredible, but it's a certain style of animation that doesn't that. push the graphics. Like, like, like I have
0: a Switch, but I'd never really play it because it just, like... They haven't ever got me... The types of games I play, like the FIFOS, yeah, and yeah the FIFA, War Zones. you wouldn't want to
1: play on Switch or Warzone yeah, or anything. See, I'm like more that, like that, but that kind Breath of game. Breath of the Wild, yeah, that, Links I... Awakening is like very old school okay. format, which runs just fine on the Switch. Um, so it definitely has its own segment. But yeah, on that talking point, it would be interesting if the next level of Switch aligns with you know the type of animation in the movie coming out. I think G- kinda...
0: GoldenEye, Super Smash, Bomberman. Yeah, like, yeah, I was a big N64 guy. And that's why I wish n sixty like, I wish we still had the N64 concept, because I loved yeah, those games. Yeah, but you games. can get all that on Switch, I'm sure. I'm sure you can. All right, let's see the ad. I know, I'm just. <sighs> that's totally the second time.
2: cat box oh my i'm sorry okay now you die
1: so those types of graphics would be crazy on nintendo wait was that like only eight seconds of footage it was like a short trailer no it was like
0: 30 seconds well yeah but i meant of like the they did a good job though like it was just so like the actual scene was so quick
1: yeah and they, like a part of this is it kind of announced like Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I guess. So that's why this trailer is kind of blowing up now because everyone's excited about that. What's the movie about though? So I, at one point I I, I like Yeah, there's like a long there's long trailers that probably give you more of the story of the movie. This is just a scene I think to maybe introduce Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. But like I said, I see this movie being an ad in itself for all Nintendo products like. because of the timing of generations.
0: I like what you're saying there. Can you so that reminds me so I want to hear you think. So can you look up a Walt Disney business strategy for me? I want you to see this cuz I think this is what you're referring to. And I think it's a really clever way uh, like image images. There it is. So click give me that big that big uh, 1957 drawing. Um, there you go. So my point being is this is one of the most brilliant macro visions I've mm-hmm. seen from someone who is theoretically in charge of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So if you click on that little, can you make that like full screen or right click, right click it? Uh, keep scrolling down. You should be able to right click and just view the image. There we go. I'm... What's that on the way? Ad? Come on. God damn. Who's there. in this industry? All right. So essentially. To me, what you're saying is, if you're Nintendo, that center box is the movie.
2: This is just...
0: And then you can time up product releases, platform releases, and you can take... If you think about it, you're telling me now that they're building an amusement park. Yeah. It literally is the Walt Disney business model exactly. for Nintendo. And I just wanted you to see this because I totally get what you're saying. I want the audience to see this because... This is conceptually what you're articulating, is they're using a cultural phenomenon, which is Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. and the, ironically, the part we all like, which has nothing to do with Super Mario Bros., which was Super Smash, because that was what was weird to me. I thought it was Super Smash when I, I just saw that ad when I was, I think it was last night on the NFC Championship game, or AFC, I was walking past, I think I saw this ad mm-hmm. last night, and... I was like, "Oh, they got a new Super Smash!" I, so I, I was walking, so I, I just, I thought oh, you thought it
1: was a video game correct. trailer. I okay.
0: did, but now you're telling me it's a movie, yeah. and I'm like, "I bet you, you're right." They should probably time up some game releases, the park release, and if you could interweave it all into the movie in a way where it's like your brand awareness and your marketing, mm-hmm. it is a cool go-to-market strategy by Nintendo. Yeah, is more where my head was at.
1: I think it's it's positioned to where it doesn't Nintendo doesn't die with the generation like our generation.
0: That's what i was kind of concerned about, yeah. Because it's
1: rated PG, so our generation, we're going to bring their kids. Kids are going to be introduced to Nintendo through a movie, which is a great format to introduce a brand to kids. Yep, it's product. The movie is product placement, so it's not like Audi and Avengers where it's like, yeah, they drive these electric Audis. It's micro product placement in the movie too.
0: There's like a controller someone plays with them. I, I wonder how. They, you know, uh, like the yeah different dimensions yes exactly because uh, it's exactly are you in the game or you're part of the game yeah I think didn't the Lego movie do that a little bit they Lego did something very similar so you've seen Lego's done it well obviously Disney Disney's done it well yeah yeah do you does Nintendo do any um this is their first foray into content really right yeah so I think Like Like streaming if if Nintendo
1: had this graphic, video games would probably be right in the center. Yeah. And where I mean TV is now in that top corner might be this movie. Yeah. So they would map it out a bit differently. And same with like I don't think Nintendo music is as popular as Disney music. Yeah. Um, but merchandise, I mean, I have a Luigi ornament, I try to sneak on the tree every year. I love that. I put it, like, super high in the back so my wife didn't notice because she had her whole theme going this year. Yeah, I had, like,
0: a Brett Favre one before he defrauded <laughs> the state of Mississippi. But for a while there, you know, I, I had a similar, like, kind of, you know, hide the ornament. But, no, I, I I think this is pretty cool. And I just saw this the other day, and I was like, wow, I need to do something like this for directive. What a powerful exercise of thought as a leader. But it's cool to see Nintendo kind of opening up those... Channels and those different ways because I would love for them to become more relevant again. Like, I can't tell you, my whole childhood would be like, you know, my cousins fighting over the <laughs> Super Smash, and somebody would piss that you kept using Kirby or something. Like, yeah, there's just always like Nintendo was kind of at the heart of middle school and elementary school, I feel like, for a lot of us, and then it kind of just went away a little bit. Yeah, I'm curious what it does. I own some stock, so I guess I'll be
1: tracking it there we through go. that to see like what kind of impact. I mean, like I said, the theme park's kind of happening
0: around the same time as this. This release was pretty new. Is that, check your phone real quick. Is it stock up or down? Do you know? Well, you look. Uh, go to the Nintendo stock price for us, Scarlet. It's kind of a weird time. Oh, there is a little uptick. Oh no, that's it. Go to go to one month, not one day. Sorry. Go to one M. Yeah. Let's see. One year. I wonder what that was on that. 13th I mean, it's a weird time to be looking at the stock market. I know. it did jump though go to six months i want to see if it's at a historical high i uh, know it's just
1: kind of floating in this one month looking decent at a two percent gain three months is at a 6.5 percent gain yeah one movie's year. not out
0: yet yeah i was just curious yeah we gotta see i guess it would there's only so much hype you can get from a release you need to go up from there Founded in 1889. Isn't that crazy? Q4 is good for these companies, but... Playing cards in 1889. So we're just a part of their long-term journey, man. It's wild to see. Yeah. Kyoto. Well, you want to look at mine? Yeah, let's check it out. So ironically, I feel like we always have something... uh... Yeah, similar. Some (laughs) type of overlap. Yeah, some type of overlap. So what I loved about this ad was it's very I haven't seen a streaming provide like okay so there's like a lot of streaming wars going on right mm-hmm. you got like Hulu you've got Netflix you got HBO you got Apple you got Amazon I mean everybody does streaming these days yeah I'm sure I forgot Peacock, Paramount I mean you go down the list what I find really interesting though is they normally when I think about advertising for streaming it's either like for me like HBO is very uh featured centric like hbo does really well when they have a big show they don't do so well when they don't netflix as you've seen has been struggling and they haven't had a big release what's the latest big netflix that was like wildly popular show uh, stranger
1: things probably ginny and georgia just came out season two we got uh, outer banks coming out obx next month obx season two i think season three is it season three? Yeah, I think it's going to nah, be. Nah, it's season two. No, it's season three. It's season three? Yeah. There's two seasons of OBX? Yeah, yeah. Dang, that means we watched two seasons in the past five <laughs> days. Because we, <laughs> wa- we watched it again.
0: Oh, it's fun when they do little treasure hunts. I like the treasure hunt shows. Oh, yeah, it's like it's good a the national, or national treasure, treasure yeah. kind of. meets yeah. teen drama. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. So my point, though, is like they, I feel whenever they – like I don't really ever get Netflix ads, if you actually think about it. Netflix doesn't advertise a ton. No. HBO does ads for big premieres like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, Amazon does ads and they're kind of more like movie releases, I feel like, when it's kind of like, you know, how like Marvel does ads, like for all their shows? Yeah. Like their movies? I feel like that's how all the streaming providers do it, like Marvel does a feature film release. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Lasso, which one's Ted Lasso on? Apple. Yeah. That one is, they've done a lot around, but it's always kind of more, the ad is for the show more than it is the platform. Mm-hmm. And then Hulu has done the platform, but usually like a feature like Hulu has live sports. Yeah. Or you got kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. They, it's all about, I think it's connected to
1: the platform because it's all their originals. So yeah. Like Apple originals, Netflix original series
0: yes. to where you can only watch it, It's produced by them. Yeah. And they advertise them, but oftentimes they do it just at the individual level. Some streamers, like I've seen Apple do that a lot. And then others like Hulu do it at the platform level. And what I thought was more interesting is it's always more, there's no story to it. It's kind of like, here's the show. Do you want to watch the Mm -hmm. show? But there's no like cultural integration of what the platform's trying to become to the American public. That, does that make sense? Like, there was no macro. Yeah. Like, there's no, we want people to feel this way about Hulu. Mm-hmm. No, it's, we want people to know Hulu has live sports. Or we want people to know that Game of Thrones launches in February. Or we want, it's very much promotional to a specific show or a feature. Yeah. Does that make sense? It'll make you feel like you just need one app kind of thing. Yeah, like, there's no um, ads like Apple, where Apple makes you feel... Like, do you remember the AirPods ads where they show the person moving and dancing and it makes you, it's less about the features of the AirPods and more about what your life could be with them. Yeah. I feel like this ad does a great job of showing what Apple TV or Apple, I don't know what the heck, Apple TV Plus, geez. I think so. Yeah, that's on them. Is trying to be to the American public. And I think that is a bigger viewpoint that I think is going to actually serve Apple very well. Um, so let's watch that.
2: Wow, Apple. Best picture. So amazing, right? Yeah. I was in two best picture nominees last year. Yeah, no, I knew that. You were great. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Jennifer
0: Lawrence?
2: Selena Gomez documentary? Why don't I have a documentary? Best comedy on TV. I could do TV. <laughs> Severance is weird. I could do weird. Blackbird. I guess I could do prison. What's going on, Jason? What up, Timmy? I just wrapped my new Apple series, Chief of War. Wait, you have a new Apple show? At this point, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't at this point? Like you just said. It's
0: just Sudeikis with
2: a mustache. Scorsese, DiCaprio, De Niro. Apple. Call me?
0: So, I love the two things this ad does. And it takes a lot of confidence. So will you go back to the weird line? Keep going a little more. It's like uh, 42. Yep. Right yeah. here. Watch what they do here.
2: Severance is weird. Hit pause.
0: That's a negative comment. I love that.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. Just shows like the versatile content.
0: And they're human. They make the platform human. That's what I think is so clever about it. Because they just hyped up all their shows and they showed us all their shows. But they did it through an actor who's hyper insecure. Mm-hmm. And they did it without a filter that tried to make... Like the last one, if you go, so that one's like weird. But here's my, it goes weird. But if you go for, uh, not so far, go to Jason, uh, the one with Jason at right here at a minute. He goes, wait, you have a new Apple show? At this
2: point, who doesn't? Right there.
0: At this point, who doesn't? They're literally devaluing their content, saying anyone can have a show on Apple. Yet it makes you not feel that way which is such yeah. a clever concept because people don't talk bad like what do you like it's kind of like the the thing's been on Netflix like, uh, like comedians like everyone's got a Netflix special mm-hmm. like or you got to say like it, they kind of had this thing of like volume makes things less desirable and yet they played right into it in a way that made them actually feel more relevant instead of less which i thought was just so creative in the copy
1: Yeah, I mean, I took that line more as like Apple TV has all the stars to watch because I think a lot of people follow actors and actresses around versus like the movie itself and being a fan of like Mm. that theme. They're like, like, oh, this Reese Witherspoon's in it. I'm going to watch it. Don't know what it's about. Just heard she's in a new movie. I love Reese. Let me watch it. My wife loves Big Little Lies. Is Is that the one? I don't know. Yeah, she loved that one. Reese has a crazy, but we can get into that later. Her business model is brilliant, but (laughs) um, that's how I took it: was like, oh, if I go on Apple TV, like all my favorite Scorsese actors will be on
0: it. Leonardo,
1: like the new one, the you got kind of a recommendation for it, the shrinking show. Yeah, I just started with Jason Segal. Is it good? It's good, but and I
0: just think it's so cool that. They used negative connotations Mm -hmm. to their advantage in their own ad. And then what blew my mind is look how many views it has and how long it's been out. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, bro, 13 million views in 10 days, and that's just YouTube views? It's got to be ads. It's not like that's organic views, but still. Let's look at the comments. What do they have in the comments? I'm curious what the comments are saying. Oh, comments are turned off. Even smarter. Yeah,
1: I wonder what their view rate is because what I liked about it is it was a story.
2: Yeah, it, right? was. it was
1: going through his story. I think his insecurity was more entertaining than yeah. any other topic. It and was so I think they were able to get people to probably have a high view rate, even though there was probably a six-second skip on it. Yet they showcase a ton of videos through it. Yeah. if it was just a trailer like this is out now, this is out now, people would probably skip at six seconds.
0: I love it. I use my wife usually as a limit test too. If Myra goes, because oh, she'll be like watching, she'll be like, I love that commercial. I'm like, yep, <laughs> because it's like if you're not watching commercials as a professional advertiser who does it for a living, mm-hmm. it's always really cool to see kind of what the general public thinks about an ad and why it relates. Like, watch. Let's let's just pull up for like kicks and giggles over here. Let's uh, let's do like. Um, who do we want? who who would you say their biggest competitor is right now? Netflix, HBO, probably yeah, Netflix, probably Netflix. Yeah, let's do let's see if Netflix has anything. Uh, Netflix ad or show? Oh, let's just try who we'll look at the first poaching. one. Yeah, let's try this uh, one. That's poaching. Yeah. Look <laughs> at still. I'm gonna give them credit. Let's see. Let's see yeah, what they, they say. They're using. Oh
1: no, I want to see the ad. Yeah, it's like a search ad. Oh, uh, will it not let me? She's not
0: actually on it? What the heck? No,
1: it's a search ad within
0: the I YouTube search. Okay. But it takes an image, so it looks like it's the same. But yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. All right, let's go look and play something. Let's see what Netflix does. Because this is more what I'm Company used to saying. Mary.
2: Maybe something different this week. You know any good mysteries? Something What's... with some cool accents. We'll just scroll. Oh, some. no. Not the scroll. These people are really about to push my buttons. Here we go. Oh, would you knock it off with those giant thumbs? Oh. Sorry. Yeah, we're just looking for something to watch. You never you never thought that maybe pushing my buttons all day was, was going to be harmful to me? You take orders from me now. I'm going to show you a little thing called play... Ow! Stop! Uh, sex Ed. People, you just slayed two seasons of this. Okay, focus up. With Play Something, Netflix will drop you right into a new show or movie. And it's all based on what you've watched. Uh, it's Uh Your Majesty, your friend here was in the Duke's chambers every night last week, okay? Please, if you, you watch Bridgerton like, without me. The costumes are just so beautiful. I've I got You love the costumes. I do. You love the sex. It was also good. I will throw myself under these cushions and you will never find me. Do what it says. Play something.
0: I hate this ad. Yeah, what is this? So much. <laughs> so now it doesn't I mean, pause. I, this ad is hurting my heart. Uh, so, so my point <laughs> here. <laughs> This ad was so bad. This is what I'm talking about. This is how the streaming provider... This
1: might be the worst ad I've ever seen. I mean, it must have hopefully got denied and didn't actually air anywhere.
0: Uh, It's got 168,000 views directly on the Netflix account. Yeah, It's the worst ad I've ever... This is what I'm trying to explain. That was pretty cringy. It was... I was... Dude, I was trying so hard to not... I hate when I want to crawl out of my skin. (laughs) Like, when you're like, oh, uh, the copy... It's not their fault. I think the actors are fine. I I think it's the the copy in the script and well, the, Yeah, I don't think it was their idea. <laughs> yeah. The the, the ugh, and it's all features like everyone in the world knows Netflix that you personalize no like I don't think there's anyone who's like thinks Netflix isn't personalized at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean that's just an ad where I can see it looking decent storyboarding. And having those meetings around the concept, but then when it got to actually executing it. Does Netflix sell a remote? Last time I checked, they don't. No. They made the whole thing the remote. Yeah, they're just trying to pick apart like how you just sit there and scroll for days. And <sighs> their lane. you know that it will autoplay a new show for you yeah, once but you're
0: done with one. I would have taken were... the other angle. I would have taken how like during the pandemic Well, everyone, you know, we were there for you and it was more just people scrolling. Like there's so many other, like there's ways to make the Netflix scroll positive. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. They could do a funny, like, are you still watching bit? You know, that
1: button. I think there's more entertainment around that button that everyone talks (sighs) about in their household. But if they called out in some type of ad. That was rough. That was tough. Yeah. Now, Do you
0: see why I like the Apple one so much? Yeah.
1: Because it actually... That was good contrast. Yeah, that was a good... And we just picked the first one. It's not like we knew this was going to be a
0: bad ad. But it was so bad. So that's kind of been my point is like, I didn't feel like anyone else hooked me into caring about their platform. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, I'm kind of agnostic. I have to have them all at this point. Because it's the worst when you're like, I want to watch this show. And then you freaking can't watch it on any of the ones you have. And you have to go get the new one. So I kind of have them all. And I don't feel like I'm loyal to any one of them. I kind of just watch whatever one has... Like I don't prefer one platform Mm -hmm. over another so much as I'm watching a show on one or I'm not. Yeah, And I think Apple at least is trying to make me enjoy, choose them preferentially, which I think is where we're going to get to. I think we're going to get to the point where there's such a proliferation of streaming providers that we're going to have to start consolidating and we're going to have to start choosing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the one who has the most brand, connection is going to be the one we end up choosing. So I kind of like what Apple's doing, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: I agree. I think Nintendo might be coming out with one. We'll see if that's the next move.
1: Put it on the billboard. Put because, it on the, put on the... Because their graphics aren't too strong, their shows can also have weak graphics, lower production costs, all for just kid entertainment. Like, you Dude. know, Coco Mel and that stuff. is just cheap Dude. animation, but they're making
0: millions. They could crush it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Brady... Star of the show. It's a private segment. My my private segment. Yeah. <laughs> take, a, take a Brady segment. Yeah. We're going to call yeah, it the Brady my segment. The Brady segment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this
1: got? week, we're talking ad copy. Okay. I usually don't dive into ad copy too much. It's usually not much of a pain point in accounts, but this is I something. I
0: despise the way people treat copy on Google ads with the yes. keyword insertion and just like, oh, ugh.
1: yeah. And then usually before the responsive search ads, people were telling decent stories, right? They would align with the search. They would then do some type of value prop. And then maybe in H3, they would talk about the call to action. And that's usually yeah, a format. I've seen
0: some good ones, but it's like one out of 100. Yeah,
1: But now there's responsive search ads, okay. which you feed it you know, 30 headlines and Google chooses the ad for you. So this is something I've been noticing. Or you can
0: scrape your own website and just write them on its own. Yeah. The dynamic
1: search ads, it can do that, which is it's matching the search and writing its own ad. But this is happening a lot lately in responsive search ads, which the theory is, you know, Google will take all your headlines and it'll form the best ad.
0: And so what I see companies doing is when you say the best ad, so essentially what they're doing is they're like that keyword, converts that keyword converts that keyword converts let's combine them all together and maybe it's the ultimate conversion nobody hates writers more than tech yeah they just nobody hates copy more than tech and it should be prioritizing
1: click-through rate because that's what makes google the most money how about
0: brand storytelling like what about
1: like articulating value yeah. propositions which you can do in these ads and the <sighs> so the intention of the advertiser who builds these ads is usually like let me write a couple things that could be used as an H1. Let me write a few things that could be an H2, a few things that could
0: be an H3. And then they judge the quality of their writing based on their click-through rates, which makes me want to puke. But
1: Yeah, and they, they say, like, now that Ugh. all these kind of different variations of intent can fall under one... No art or keyword anymore, Brady. That's all I'm trying to say. I want art. I'm well, tired can, of all the science. You can still do art. It's just you have to add A couple more settings. I know you didn't realize you got me a hot topic here. Yeah, sorry, no, I know. I just, um, all right, keep going. I mean, you used to be on my ass about ad copy like <laughs> dude, been, seven years ago. I've
0: been, yeah, when,
1: ten, no, I think was it seven when you you and I started? Yeah, seven and a half is when I started.
0: I was, dude, I was like the only, I'm still the only person I think who cares. No,
1: and I align with it too. I think okay. ad copy again. <sighs> Really influence your results, but so what's happening now in all these responsive search ads? So you can't build a new expanded text ad anymore, right? And those were the ads where you just wrote H one, H two, H three. That's it.
0: Yeah, I remember. Now you have to do responsive, which means you wait, just, that doesn't exist. Timeout. So I can't write because it used to be title line, kind of second line, third line. Yeah, you can't do
1: that anymore. You can, but you can't. What do you do? So expanded text ads—they're done. They're still running in accounts, but you can't edit them. You can't change them. You can't duplicate them. They just are what they are if you built them in the past. Now you can do responsive search ads, which they want you to give it 30 headlines, and then it dynamically changes what the ad is. So you have no control. So that's a part of the solution for what I'm going to talk about. Okay. So what you can do in the data sucks. They just tell you the percentage of impressions per combination within Ooh. all of your headlines. This
0: makes me want to puke.
1: And so often when I do an audit, the intention they like they had call to action based headlines in there, they had value prop based headlines in there, but
0: what Google is decided to do this makes me just think that this brand can be anyone. It just says CRM for insurance and then it just inverses the same words back yeah, to you. It's just
1: it's a terrible selection of headlines. Ooh. Is what it is CRM for insurance industry, headline two, CRM for insurance agents. <laughs> Yeah, no, duh. CRM for insurance, insurance CRM solutions. It's just producing this terrible ad the copy. The number one
0: insurance CRM choice for agents around the globe. Where's that? Yeah.
1: Can't have that? That's well. No, they probably have those headlines in there. But I don't get to choose it? Giving Google the power <laughs> is doing this. So the solution is, and it sucks because like this isn't Google's recommendation, Right. This is going against Google's recommendation. They want you to have an open ended headline set. You can pin headlines. And so in order to fix this going on is when they have CRM for insurance industry and CRM for insurance agents and CRM for insurance, they have to pin all those as H1 so that Google can only choose one of those to put in H1. And then they need to have all their value prop headlines pin that in H2 And then maybe have all their call-to-action headline variants and pin it H3. And that would clean up this problem.
0: Okay, so you can essentially say... You can pin headlines. Conditional logic. This,
1: These are all H1 options. These are all H2 options. These are all H3 options. Right now, in this account... But I can't
0: go one-to-one. I have to go one-to-three at random or four-to-seven at random within what's pinned within each... Like if I had like I can't say I want this H one and this H two I could say I want one of these H ones so and one of these H twos.
1: You could only build out three headlines and pin one of them one, the other one two, the other one three. But then what Google's going to do is give you a terrible ad score.
2: It's going to say they're gonna not jack enough your CPM headlines,
1: up? and so they're not fully transparent. Does that affect your CPM? what that does with quality score? But ad relevancy is probably not going to be above average. So I'm going to pay for my copy. Yeah. So if you want it like that, you're going to pay a lot of money. Why is this better for Google? Well, it just seems like they increase their irrelevance, not their, re- like, there's still more people uh, who don't understand how to measure performance. That's Google's writing that wave, in my opinion, But we
0: can all write, we're not, I'm not saying we can all write well, but I don't know that many people. This ironically reminds me of old school Google keyword stuffing. Like that's what this, remember the old school Google ads where everybody want a high quality score? Yeah. So it was just like, make sure everything includes and we are using DKIs or like it was just include that word mm-hmm. a bunch. That's what this reminds me of. Like the more times I say the word insurance or CRM, the better.
1: Yeah, which Google doesn't value that anymore. There's some pretty, <sighs> so getting into ad copy optimization, I've been messing with, Google has a natural language processing API which shows you how google systems are scoring copy okay and so what the api does is it allows you to drop your ad copy in and it's going to reveal the labels google has tied to those words and yeah. so you want your labels to be relevant to your industry okay and then it has a sentiment score yeah a positive versus negative sentiment and we've been, been seeing, seeing natural language processing models for a while in the seo space yeah. like but seo scale relevant you know, to google ads you can no- You can also take the number one organic post, drop it into that tool, and then find all the high scoring positive sentiment words and headlines and add that into your ad copy, all to try to hack into what Google's using for quality score. So what's the takeaway? So this to me is crap. So the takeaway from this is you could easily set up your ads how Google wants you to and think this would never happen. Why would Google ever choose these combinations? But this is what happens. And so the lesson is when you're building a responsive search ad, you have to actually look at your combinations. Right. So this is within the combinations.
0: Can setting. we use me as an example? Can we go on Google and search our stuff? To, and then, yeah, we can see. All right. C- check it, I, it out. I want to see how because now I'm like I'm praying for our marketing team. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it should be good. No, no. Like that. i oh, sorry. So go uh, demand gen agency.
2: Something like that. Yeah, see? see? Now that's it! I just want to just... That's, that's an ad!
0: Demand Gen focused on SQL. Is ready to see what's possible.
1: Exactly. That's I, storytelling. I like
0: the word agency on there, so you knew that we're an agency, not a software. I think that's missing, but the consulting in the URL helps. But that's put, drives pipeline revenue, ready to crush your goals every time. That looks pretty good. Yeah. Let's try another one. Paid Media Agency. Or paid media agency for SaaS.
1: Yeah, I know if For SaaS, laptop yeah. would be in our audience targeting.
0: There it is. Ready to see. It's just doing DKI. Is that all it is? Um. Well, no, because it's not. Because he took got agency. No. That would. We well, partner with you, the in-house marketer, so you surpass your SQL goals month over month. Paid media for SaaS, the results in revenue pipeline, not just MQLs and leads. That is a great ad. So what happened to? The, okay, so a couple things. Now that I'm, been out
1: the. So I think we're pinning, to control it. Okay. I think we're pinning that H a set of H twos, a set of H ones. Yeah, because that looks. Yeah, it's really a good combination. Good. I like the the one below is better than our
0: zone. I hate yeah, to say
1: I was, it was it was pretty good to see our BS hundred percent results always.
2: That's pretty good.
0: But I don't like the the third line. I think the third line looks like crap. Those are their, their extensions, oh, call-outs, right? Oh, call Those are, or are structured, structured or... snippets or callouts. And then they have the... Okay, so for me, this is one of the things I never like too about ads. See how it says case studies, ROI process, YS, request a proposal? Yeah. I don't like that I lose control of my funnel in the sense that I don't know what they're going to click and then what has higher conversion rates when you do the site. So I've seen site links work very well. Yeah? On mobile. Okay, I'm not saying they don't work. What I'm saying is... I don't know which of those works better than others, and I, I don't think I can control which ones you do or don't click on. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can compared to the landing page where I'm in complete control. Yeah, that's more where my head's at.
1: You have to have so to do site links well, you actually have to have really good additional offers and unique like routes into your pipeline. Okay, now that would make sense. Then they crush it.
0: Yeah. So if it was like
1: different engagement routes, yeah. That's, okay. But if you just have like, oh, we have a contact page, so let's do that as a site link. Oh, oh, so we have a pricing proud of our team page. Right now.
0: I was nervous after I saw that. I was like, man, I hope we don't look bad because I hadn't seen these in like a couple months. Yeah,
1: no, it's good. That's so this is when you're doing pinning or ideally you don't need to do pinning and Google will make these combinations. But more often than not, when I look at combinations, I'm seeing ad copy like that example. It's just the most repetitive copy. Was that before they hired us or after they hired this us? This is all before. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Um. <laughs> But yeah, you, as an advertiser, you think like, okay, just feel it with headlines. Yes, some of these are similar, but they probably won't be used together. Google's going to create the, the best ad, and that is not the case. So it's a deeper setting, and I think a lot of people just don't think this would be happening because it's such terrible ad copy. But I'm seeing responsive search ads result in this more often than not. So definitely check out your combinations. If your combinations suck, start pinning. So...
0: We have an exciting one. I pretty much wear boots now. You uh, pretty much wear work-related sneakers that are also hyper comfortable.
1: Yep. For the last four years. Yep. I mean, I'm mostly on the
0: podcast wearing
1: Adidas or So Nikes. let's just do a little fit check
0: real quick. So what are we rocking right now? We got some. These are the Takova boots, little work boots. What are you rocking right there? What do you got?
1: Uh, these are Cole Haan. Yep. Semi-business casual. Yeah, those are... Very light, not great for the rain shoes. It's raining today. It is raining today. 70% chance.
0: So, Brady, we want to take down Adidas. Yeah, or Nike. Nike. I mean, is there... I mean, then you still have, like, the Steve Maddens and, like, the kind of... Yeah,
1: I mean, I was thinking sneakers. So, this topic came up because I have a hard time as cynical as i've tried to portray myself when it comes to portray- you material are, items, oh my, and that you stuff. are
0: cynical what do you mean portray yourself as no
1: so i'm about to like <laughs> okay, counter okay, that okay, right okay. <laughs> is like you're act, the most cynical guy i act, know like oh yeah i have a hard time finding ads because ads don't really get me but what i'm about to say is very hypocritical okay okay do that okay i have a hard time and i'll just admit it not buying adidas and nikes due to the lack of brand recognition of other shoes so yep. i see ads yep. for like i really like the sex this and is style the ultimate brady conundrum right here i love this but they don't got the three stripes ads don't work on me or they don't got the check marks <laughs> Yep. i don't feel like yep. it's valued as much as like the brand recognition of adidas and nikes yep And so, you know, the challenge is, is creating a sneaker brand that can get past that because I don't think it's just personal to me. I think people have a hard time seeing like, damn, I wish Adidas made that style. I wish Nike made that style and I would maybe buy it. But because it's this brand new sneaker brand that no one really knows about and no one's going to recognize them, even though they look cool, I'm not ready to purchase these until
0: they'll get that recognition. Permission to put my psychology hat on? Let's do it. Okay. Do you remember being a child? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. We're going to start there. Do you remember the first time you chose your own shoes? Um, or when that started happening? Not the very first time, but like the, the experience of buying shoes? Yeah, as a like kid. the light up
1: ones, Velcro versus ties.
0: And do you Healy's. remember when you first started to know? Like for me, I'll give you a little insight into me. My dad was as stereotypical as you could possibly get when it came to shoes. And if you you go to Big Five to buy your shoes. Yeah. You you buy your shoes at Big Five. There ain't no Nike or Adidas at Big Five where I was going. It was Starter. Do you remember Starter? No. I was thinking New Balance. So do a search a starter uh knockoff Air Force Ones. (laughs) Starter they Like, see those Union loss on the bottoms? They look exactly like Air Force Ones, but they're starter brand. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, when I was a kid, I always knew, though, that those weren't the real ones. Yeah. And I think that's where it started. Like, remember when your, your mom would take you to the store, but, like, Etnies or Globes might be too expensive, so you weren't able to get... Like, for me, I couldn't get the Etnies or the Globes, so I had to get the knockoff brand... All the same. Well, Maybe you didn't have to go through this experience as a child, but me, I never got the real brand. So I know exactly what you're feeling of like, if it isn't Nike or Adidas, it ain't worth nothing. Because yeah. I was always at Payless or Big Five for my shoes. And so I never had name brand shoes ever until like literally like high school, college, because it was always just like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. They work the same. Yeah. Do you think that plays anything like being a kid and that like you didn't want to be bullied at school because you were wearing like the dorky shoes or you wanted to feel cool because the cool kids had like the Nikes or the Adidas and that's where it starts? Do you think uh, it goes that deep? That's because I mean yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it does. I think it
1: does. Yeah. Like I mean, back in the day, if you didn't have a Furby. Who were you?
0: Well, because, like, all, you know how all the kids got Razor scooters? Remember the scooters? The yeah. Razors?
1: I didn't have a Razor. Yeah, the I scooters. I had the Costco one. When cell phones came out, that was, like, a big part of it, too, is, like, people had the sidekicks and the Razors. I never had the Razor. I had yeah. the Nokia brick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was always, whatever the off was, I had it.
1: <laughs> so, it's definitely a big part of it. I don't know what age that starts. Yeah. And I'm sure it probably starts younger and younger. And I love you, but... Mom and
0: Dad. No knock. You know, we're just, we're, we're off-brand <laughs> people. That's all right.
1: Yeah, I, I, all I can remember is Vans. I think I just wore Vans for the longest time. I eventually got
0: Vans. 100%. And I do remember... I had the Keds first. Though. Remember the Keds at Payless? No. They look like Vans. Yeah. So, show, show them, show them. You got to show them this real Keds look like Vans. Yeah, I want them to see this.
1: I just remember my feet were growing so quick that my mom would never, like, let me buy too many pairs or spend too much on shoes. I had those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are
0: the knockoffs <laughs> i'm the king of knockoffs so i get what you're saying though now i would never go to a store well i would buy new balance i have a pair of new balance because i think they look good mm-hmm. and they fit a certain that's yeah, like, a pretty big aesthetic. logo
1: they're coming back right they're, they're kind of on the way with like too. champions right yeah, yeah. now that's a high champion um
0: that's what i would wear the hoodies
1: but yeah i'm kind of at the state where i see these shoes Okay. in ads and they look like they're going to be way more comfortable than and better the adidas and even the nikes that i have like air maxes aren't that comfortable but the True. logo recognition the brand recognition and the style of the shoe i get the air maxes but you're wearing Cole yeah it, i always do this i'm so this you know so we talked you're... about viori that one episode was only wearing one item now we're talking about this, and
0: I'm well, the one what, day I'm, I'm not just, wearing them. I'm trying to understand because essentially, I do get what you're saying. What was the difference on the Kohl's? Cool was it because you were in Nordstrom when you bought them? Yeah, these are from Nordstrom Rack. I could tell. So now I'm not. I'm getting the game though. So you were, and in, I got these for business purposes. And Nordstrom was the bridge. I think it was the bridge in the distribution strategy. Because I think if you're on your phone, hear me out on this. Right? If you're on your phone and you got hit with Kohl's ad. Heck no, there's ain't no way Brady Cramp's buying Cole Haan in an ad.
1: Well, I do like Cole Haan, the brand. That was a part of this purchase. Was I know the Cole Haan brand? All my dress shoes, like actual dress shoes, are Cole Haan. More of a Cole Haan than a Steve Madden guy. I think so. Okay, I don't. I'd have to look at my shoes. But, but Cole Haan
0: does a great job, by the way. I think I have a pair like that are similar of like comfy, really like they're like a hybrid shoe. It's like yeah. co- work, but comfort at the same time. Yeah. Which I think Echo probably makes those too. But I wouldn't buy. But where do you purchase? Echo. I would I also purchase mine from like Off Saks Fifth, Nordstrom Rack, or yeah. like Nordstroms or Macy's. So I'm still going from a big box retailer. Do you, have you ever gone to a Kohl's store bought direct from Kohl's? No. See, I think that's the other caveat. You would buy direct from Nike or Adidas. Yes. But you wouldn't buy direct from Kohl's. I don't think you would. Yeah, but Nike and Adidas I always hit the outlet. Yeah, but I'm Kohl's in the same outlets. Right there. Yeah, that's true. They have a Kohl's store. I guarantee you. Yeah. At that same outlet these, in I mean, Palm I've Springs. had these for five years. No, no, I've seen them forever. Don't either. wear them too much. Yeah. They have their moments. We spend so much time together. I know what you wear. I, I, yeah, I know man. you got you got yeah. like three couple, like yeah, three pairs three of, these. Yeah. of these. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> is that weird that I know that? Yeah. Light <laughs> gray, dark gray, and black. <laughs> I know. And my point being is, you found a shoe you like, but you wouldn't buy them directly from Kohl's. I think this goes to your point. Because we, the point of this segment is we're going to come up with a brand to compete with Nike and Adidas. But for us to do that, I think we need to understand the psychological, like, obstacles that we have to overcome in our audience, their humanity, of why they do or do not make purchasing decisions, irregardless of if our shoes are dope or not. Mm -hmm. Because that's what you're really saying. It's like, that shoe looks awesome. I cannot get myself... To overcome these brand stigmas enough to buy it. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. While well, you obviously – and my favorite part of this whole thing is a full circle, Brady, of like ads don't work on me. I no,
1: love, I know. It's like the most – I love like, that about you right now. It's the best. It's such – I always – I'm not your average consumer, but this is an example of like I'm
0: brainwashed just as much as the rest of them. We all are. Yeah. So I had some ideas for you. I want to hear what you think about this. Okay. So we're going to make – so the point of this segment is we're going to make a brand – to compete with Nike and Adidas. Now, Nike, to me, has done a really good job of interweaving itself with society. Mm-hmm. Lately, um, I am a massive fan of the fact that they've stood up for social justice issues. I know a lot of people want you know Nike to stay out of it. I think it was brilliant on their part. I think they've done a really good job with um, aligning themselves with the black community. I think they've done a really good job aligning themselves with social justice issues. And I think they've done a really good job of staying relevant. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's actually that easy to do. And I think it's very hard to stay a relevant brand for a long time. Like a brand to me that's losing its relevance in the same exact breath is Gatorade. Like, think about Gatorade. Yeah. Remember the Gatorade ads? And you had the Gatorade, and they slammed it down, and everything was Gatorade, and Gatorade was a part of everything? Mm-hmm. And now it's just too much sugar, and whatever people- Gatorade's gone
1: to Yeah, me. it's just water in the Gatorade-themed bottle. I use body armor. They did. So I just got a Gatorade ad. Really? it looks like they're competing with body armor now. It, was yeah, more but it like looks a smoothie like body armor is the goat, and Gatorade's trying to catch yeah, up. Yeah, exact, that's exactly what it is,
0: is they've now replicated the body armor style. Nike avoided that. And I, I got to give them massive, massive props. Yeah. They, they, those two, to me, and I know we're, I'm getting a little, like, in my own, this is how I think, though, is, like, there's these parallel universes of, like, Gatorade and Nike together, like, coming up. And then Gatorade just fell off. Now, Powerade. I mean, remember Powerade? They're gone. Dead. <laughs> I think they're
1: still in the self-serve machine at McDonald's. But you get my point, though, right? Like,
0: they're not a part of our society. Yeah. Oh, these- 100%. These are commodities. Nike, Adidas, Gatorade, Powerade. These are commoditized products. You mm-hmm. you have to be interwoven to the fabric of American culture and global culture to win. You just have to be. Yeah. So how do we get interwoven? Nike's done it historically with athletes, currently with social justice issues and athletes, like the Kaepernick campaign, mm-hmm. for example. Uh, and they did some awesome stuff um, during the Black Lives Matter movement. That was really big. Um I've been really impressed with Nike adidas to me kind of went a little bit more like the fashion route with yay and some of that stuff. And they kind of, I think went a little bit more like um, urban in the Mm -hmm. sense of like uh, aesthetic was less, I felt like directly interconnected to athletics and more interconnected with let's say like hip hop urban culture. But I mean, even like Nike's got Drake, right? And he'll rap about uh, stripes over checks. And you'll start to hear Nike's really done a great job interweaving themselves into popular culture. You want to wear shoes that make you feel cool. I think in its simplest yeah. form, right? If we yeah get rid of all the crap, you want to wear shoes that make you feel cool. You feel cool. Like I feel cool. Cause I'm wearing Jordans and Jordans have a certain, let's say association with them. Now, one of the things that I think that they've done at Nike to get that cool factor so good is some of their collaborations. Mm-hmm. So if you pull up for me real quick, off white. So Virgil Abloh, um, did off white with Nike and then he passed on like kind of tragically with cancer. But if you look at the first ones right there, like I've always wanted a pair of these, like for when I speak or something, I always thought the, the off whites are sick. We click on those. I don't know this exact one, but he essentially took Nike and then customizes them to make them into an Off-White, mm. and they're like art essentially, and it's like his own brand. Yeah, and now it does stuff with Louis Vuitton, and all stuff. But Off-White was always kind of the Off-White Air Force One Nike sneakers, mm-hmm. sick. They, they Nike's done the line, so they've got you know the LeBrons, they've got the Jordans, they have the Kobe's. Then they have their classics, their Air Force Ones, their high tops, their low tops. They got their skater stuff with Naya Harris. Uh, not Ni- Houston, nice Houston. Thanks. Um, they've done a really good job. Adidas hasn't done that route, but they're still relevant. How do you think Adidas? So we talked a lot about Nike. Yeah. How do you think Adidas has done so well to stay relevant? I don't know what the shift in Adidas was. Like
1: I remember throughout maybe nineties, early
0: 2000s adidas was definitely like under nike quality. as like quality. quality remember it was like copas like Copa, yeah. like the black soccer shoes with the three stripes best leather like they were known for comfort and quality was yeah. kind of adidas before very german but in my mind it was like a cheaper brand and
1: then yeah. somewhere later it passed up nike
0: in terms of like Style. I think it was a fashion route with the Yeezys. Can you pull up Adidas yeah, so, uh, Yeezy for us? Yeah, maybe
1: Yeezys had to do with it, but definitely like you know what I mean those came out and
0: those were super expensive. It was like five hundred bucks. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. See, like that changed the game. That was their first, like, to me, that was their first foray into popular culture and like being mm-hmm. the trendy ones. Where that, like, Yeezys were way bigger from a popular culture standpoint than Nike was for a minute there.
1: Yeah, and their Ultra Boost, I think did well for them in terms of comfort. Yeah, you love those. Ultra Boost are great. Um But yeah, it's still it's a major monopolized like brand recognition that supports it. So it's yeah, what is that story behind an up and coming brand? I think, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we started. Like there's these new brands that I'm seeing that my wife is purchasing
0: yep same
1: and she's similar to me and i think in her world there's a lot of she follows a lot of influencers yep yep. online a hundred percent um like i i know these people now I, shut the and kill family situation she follow <sighs> shut the kill up so i don't know i have nicknames for a lot of them okay because i've learned about this shut the kill up lady like one of them i think has a really small mouth so i call her small mouth <laughs> it's probably bad lady i just it's a joke around the house i have my own names for all the influencers i know a lot about them but anyway like (laughs) that's her thing okay she finds these influencers that fit well with like her lifestyle her home aesthetics It's like the
0: woman's version of athletes
1: yeah and so for her she her the influencers that she follows are getting probably sent these newer shoes and talking about them and so when she goes out and buys them she's getting that feeling that the I cool get kids are wearing them. with Nike and yeah.
0: Adidas. The cool kids are wearing yeah. those shoes.
1: And in, in her niche, they're recognizable. Like everything that these giant companies have, they kind of have in
0: her world. But at timeout, is that true? I want to challenge that thought real quick before we make a mistake here. And I would like to ask our resident female expert, this question. So there's two types of shoes that I saw get really popular with women. I'd like your take on them, Scarlett. First one do you remember when women were wearing um like the uh the bleached jeans with the white uh and black Adidas? Like the Adidas sneakers. Every every girl had like Adidas sneakers with a jean jacket. Do you remember that vibe? Was that because you liked Adidas or is it just because that um look was in? Did that have anything to do with Adidas or did it have more to do with the look? It was the look, right? So, like combat boots. You know how combat boots are in right now. Do women care the brand of combat boot or just that it's a combat boot that's comfy? Combat boots. Doesn't matter the brand of the combat boot. Correct? It's it's the look that's in.
2: That's different. I wanted to challenge yeah. you on that
0: because I love to pay attention to this stuff. I'm like obsessed with humanity and marketing. I'm like the worst. Thing. I never get this. Is why we love the show? Yeah, this is literally why I love the show. I think. Women might be potentially motivated differently than men around purchasing their shoes. Not all women. Obviously, every woman's different. But my point is more there's a style that comes in. Mm -hmm. But I agree with the influencer take too though. I I don't think that's not true. I just wanted to point out that I think you and I don't have a bunch of different looks. We care about – like men care about – like I've tried other boots. I just like Tacovas. That's like I buy my Tacovas I'm, or I wear Tacovas or I wear Nike. Very similar to you in that like you have Cole Haan, you have Nike, you have Adidas. Yeah. And you pretty much won't go outside of that. Yeah. I'm like the same. I'll try. Someone might buy them for me, but I don't necessarily go buy another pair. I don't go purchase. Like someone might buy me New Balance, but I wouldn't say I'm a New Balance guy. hmm So for women, and let's say our brand's unisex. Okay. Do you think we would want – like I had this idea of what if we made a look popular instead of something else, instead of the brand? Yeah. Would that make – could we last though? Like or would we fade when the look fades? Because let's say – like for example, I think right now women went from like high-waisted baggy jeans to I've seen a lot of the 90s low-cut come back, correct? I'm not crazy on this. Right? So the women are bringing a lot of the grungy 90s like crop top. Low cut, um, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That lady back in the day would wear that style, I remember. That's coming back. So if you if we made our shoe brand around a look, would we fade into irrelevance? That's what I would get scared about.
1: Yeah, and this is like opening it up to like who are we trying to market, right? Because I think we could create a shoe brand that – Could do great in other generations, right now. And why don't
0: like Viore and Lulu and any of these people do shoes? That's so crazy to me. No one does shoes. I mean, why is it so hard?
1: H and M has shoes, and but they're kind of known as look like their look, but they're also going back to kind of the knockoff.
0: Well, correct, they are a knock. They're 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 like a a, cheap, yeah, exactly version of vans. Oh, Lulu's got shoes. Lulu has shoes. Okay. As a someone who wears Lulu, I would someone imagine Scarlet. Do you like Lulu shoes at all? No opinion. Any opinion? I don't own thing Lulu. Whoa, whoa, why? Whoa, are you Viori for life? Okay, who who's your brand? Do you have any athleisure brand? I would say Viore. Viore.
1: okay. But
0: I used to be a track athlete, so I would wear Nike. Got it, because that's what Nike is like running. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Lulu has tried to do shoes. I can tell you why they're not working. Those look ugly. Like orange and pink, green and gray, gray, blue and red. What are we doing over here?
1: Yeah. And I like, for me, I would look at those and be like, this isn't what they're great at. Correct. I
0: completely agree. Shoes are an important purchase. And when we do think about Adidas and Nike, we don't think about them as beanies or apparel or hoodies. We think of them as a shoe company that makes apparel more yeah. than apparel companies that, that make shoes. shoes. That's fact. Okay, so Scarlett showed us an up-and-coming brand. Let's look at them as an example. She called them like Air Clouds or something? Yeah, the one you were talking about earlier with like the two kind of icons. On Clouds. Well. Sorry, on I cloud. got that wrong. My bad. Or On Running. Okay, there. What's the name of their Okay, so this... Looks like a shoe brand. So let's look at them for a second because they're obviously a shoe. Like they're leading with yeah. their shoe, their tech. Yeah, it's all comfort engineering. Now, for me, I always kind of believe Nike, you know, they'd work with athletes directly to design the shoes and it felt like they took the performance of their shoes seriously. And I would agree. Like if you wear a pair of Kobe's, Kobe was wearing those shoes. Like I think that's the part. Like these are the best athletes in the world wearing the, like in soccer. Vapors. Like, Vapors were really big. And Cristiano would wear Vapors. Mm-hmm. Messi had his own shoe. Cristiano had his own shoe. Like, these guys. And then, like, certain positions wore certain types of shoes. So, like, we all knew, like, oh, center backs wear this type yeah, of shoe. Yeah. Strikers were this kind of shoe. Midfielders. It was kind of like a thing. But we, it was all performance-related. How does that translate to our brand? Do we want to do
2: performance?
1: I mean, my performance criteria is a full day at Disneyland. That's
0: my level of performance I need. Vans don't work for that. No. I've tried to do vans at like a music festival and I've wanted, it makes you want to die. Even like my NMDs,
1: I think it's what they are. One of my pair of Adidas, I wouldn't wear all day. Correct. I'd wear half day at Disneyland.
0: So I use my Ultra Boost for full day. Have you ever had a full day? Like, it's like, so like, close your eyes, you're in Paris and you're about to walk for like 12 hours. Have you ever found a shoe that you thought looked good that also fit that criteria?
1: Sorry, I got bad memories. I've been lost in Paris once. I think it was a while. I was walking far. And
0: you know and you're on the cobblestone and your feet no, are killing you. I know. You. So
1: I have a I went to New York once okay. and thought I'd be cool wearing these trendy boots yes. and I had to go to the huge Nike
0: store and get Lunars <laughs> in Australia, My feet were just killing me. Okay. But then those shoes aren't the same shoes you'd choose to wear like if you were to take a girl out for the first date, those wouldn't be the shoes you'd wear. The boots, no, or like the lunars, the lunars. No, I wouldn't wear the lunars. I'd probably wear the boots. boots. So, what if we made a brand? I'm getting us to a point here. Okay, is there a brand where we could have true all day walking performance with date night looks? See, that's I mean that that to me is the perfect shoe because I can only because I could go travel internationally and just bring one pair. Yeah. As a dude, I know this is a male perspective here, but I always feel like I have to have two shoes. One for, like, walking around and my feet don't hurt, and one for, like, when we go out at night. Mm-hmm. And those are two separate shoes. I feel like women do the same thing with heels so and it's non-heels. kind of what these are for me. Yeah, those are a good in-between.
1: Especially for the travel thing. They just fold flat. I don't have to worry but about they're creases. Not,
0: but they're on the classy side. They're not on the date. They're not on the... I'm um, a classy date guy, way. I know, but they're not like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, trying to... Resonate
1: with first date is tough I know, I know, right now. I know, I'll I know. probably wear my Adidas on any date.
2: <laughs> for my wife.
0: Yeah, thinking but, I look cool in my white sneakers. But you can see where I'm going with this, right? Like, there's a thing there where we choose either style or comfort. Yeah. We just kind of do. I feel definitely
1: like. even within the sneakers I own, the most stylish ones are the least comfortable, even though they are technically like athletic shoes. Yeah, yeah. So do you think we could
0: make a brand around that?
1: I think so. I think for me, it's a deeper story, okay. right? I, I do get hit with ads for shoes like this, where it's fully leaned into the tech of it all. And I think what's missing for me is a lack of like that brand and that story. And so maybe if it, they collaborated with someone well-known designer artist just some type of influence on the shoe. That's more of like connected to pop culture.
0: Go to Tiffany and co Nike for me while he's talking. Keep on.
1: I think that's, what's missing is I just don't feel like people are going to stop me and be like, Oh, are those, those right. Are those the ones who are made by this person and like have that story tied to them?
0: Go back. when for Adidas
1: me. And Nike have that.
0: Well, and we could recreate it. So look at the tiffany.com. Go to the first result, Tiffany and Nike. So we could – so this is your point. We would have to create cultural cultural relevance. Yeah, some type of connection. That's what this is. Now, I love the way they do it. See, this, a legendary pair, and you don't know what the heck it is. It's just the box. Because mm-hmm. well, that's the big Tiffany thing is a blue box. With Nike, that to me would be a way for us to do it. Now, what's interesting though about your, what you said there was when was the last – so I'm thinking about a shoe brand that did do a great job with the story had a positive impact on the community. Tom's.
2: Gone. Where's Tom's?
1: My sister still wears them.
2: She's the last.
1: I know. That's why I told her. That's all she wanted for Christmas. Like you still wear Toms?
0: But think about it, Tom's did come on the game pretty hard there for a second.
1: Kind of a scam. I heard you had to like take your tag and actually enter it on the site for them to give a pair away. Wait, really? Uh, That's... That's more for a TikTok clip.
0: People can take that where they want. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. But see, they still have, like, good-looking shoes that aren't that affordable. But that kind of style, which they made kind of famous. My and sister I think, loves them still. Yep. Which I tried is, them. They felt like I might as well be barefoot. Yeah, a lot of people. But a lot of people like that style. Yeah. What would be our angle? Theirs was buy one, give one. Yeah. Right? Right. What, what, who would we collab with? Would you think we go influencer route, athlete route, politicians? <laughs> <laughs> um, who do, who do we, who, who, how, what would, what would, if you had to choose one way, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I was just thinking of stuff, yeah. I do my brain with there, like Uh, who, it's not actually my worst idea if we were just like both sides of the aisle of us um if we, who would who how who what would we we don't have an unlimited budget nobody does yeah what what would make us relevant because like we're saying we can't just have a good comfortable shoe with tech like like i love this aura ring like to me if you had really good app mm-hmm. that would be nice to not have to have like A Fitbit or or a ring, like your shoes could just do it all since it's mostly tracking things that That are. That could be interesting, like even managing your impact,
1: like heel to toe while walking or
0: toe impact while running. It would be less talk about tech and actually deliver on it. Yeah. So I think that could be conceptually really cool. But it still wouldn't make us cool. It'd make us different. What would make us cool? Who, how do we essentially penetrate the U S market, what would be our, our connection to current culture?
1: I'm trying to think like a part of it would be a story that like, I'd want to go out of my way to tell. Right. So aesthetically the shoes there and then there's a story tied to it that I'd want to tell. Um, because I think shoes for me, at least is a social thing, And so right now I take the safe route because everyone knows like, oh, those are new Air Maxes. I'm going to ask radio are those new Air Maxes or those are the new NMDs? Like I take the safe route because I know that recognition is there and the social aspect Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is built in to buy Nike or Adidas. Mm -hmm. And so I think if I went with a one-off brand, there would have to be similar to Tom's, right? When they were first getting going, everyone learned the story later. But there was a story tied to it where you would go out of your way to tell that story. Um, so I don't know if it's sourcing some artists to design the shoe. I like that tech angle of like tech built into the shoe because that's something I got the Aura Ring too, and yeah, I've been showing people my in laws like here's my sleeping data, and they have their iPhone or Apple Watch data. Yeah, we're kind of comparing the interface and
0: stuff. I have an idea. What is it? What if we took everything that we felt. Or at least I know I felt. And I turned it into the brand story. So what if we made our brand story the underdog? The shoe the have-nots wear instead of the haves. And we made the have-nots proud. And created a community with the have-nots. Instead of making it the haves. So what I mean by that. Is what if instead of you were the brand who was trying to be cool, what if you were unapologetically uncool in the first place? What
1: would that look like? Would you design to not match current
0: trends or... No, I don't... I think your story would... I think you could still have the tech and all the cool features, but those are the features. It's not the story. Yeah. I think the story of the brand... Is we could make the brand nameless.
1: So yeah, I was thinking about that, like having no recognition. Similar
0: to like the Lululemon approach to their clothing when they kind of came mm-hmm. out. It was purely just the comfort and performance of it. Yeah. What if we completely debranded the shoe? Yeah. So instead of – we went the other route. So instead of trying to overcome Nike and Adidas by being the cool mm-hmm. kids – what if we said there's nothing less cool? Yeah, no recognition. What if there's nothing less cool than trying to be cool?
1: Yeah. It's like the people who debadge their car. Like they do some modifications to it, they debadge it, and then people are like, what? Like yeah. they don't know what it is, they think it's cool, but it's, it's not different. tied to any brand, and it's
0: yeah. it's Mazda. I think if we did the opposite, like I've always tried to say, do the opposite. Yeah. And so instead of trying to be Nike or Adidas. We were everything Nike and Adidas isn't, Mm -hmm. which is paying a bunch of money for a logo. Yeah. What if there was nothing associated with the cost of branding? We didn't do sponsorships. Mm -hmm. We don't do influencers. We don't do anything other than develop the best shoe in the world and only real ones who actually care about it wear our shoes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think it would still get like It'd be a
0: massive brand well i still think like
1: influencers would be a part of it but i love the because i i've i've had that thought before because i did catch myself it it, it came down to like that on cloud it came down to i don't know that logo therefore in my mind people won't know that logo and that was the
0: distraction we should focus so on shoe education would be no logo but think about it. we could just think about the ads we could run I would, I mean, first ad is just, I would fly around to the worst Nike sweatshop I could find.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was an interesting thought when you were talking about like how Gatorade tank, but Nike was doing all this social justice. I was like, oh, if you dive into their manufacturing, you could probably find
0: the lack of that. So I would find the worst manufacturing conditions at Nike and I would show, here's how Nike makes their shoes. Here's how we make our shoes. And I would make it all about education. Here's the materials that go into your Nike shoes and how much each of them cost. Mm-hmm. Here's the materials that go into our shoes and how much each of them costs. We could run, kind of remember uh, like uh, Rainbow Sandals, which we talked about yeah. on the previous shows. We could show Made in America or wherever, like, and the materials. And exactly like, here's the materials that go into our shoes. Here's the material that goes into yours. And then we'd always have the logo. And then the cost of the logo would be like 300% markup. And then it would show our logo. Zero percent markup, and you could start to show it's actually about a real quality product. And eventually, the influencers and everyone else will, I think, naturally hop on. But we wouldn't start with trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. We would try to start with education and do the opposite. Yeah, and I bet you we could gain traction.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting. Like, just let the shoes do the top. The brand, like you don't need a brand on top of a shoe. You just need a shoe. You just need a shoe. Yeah.
0: And there's plenty of people that just want a good shoe, and if we could make a stylish shoe that you could wear all day, and let's say cost forty percent less, and then because it was so debranded, mm. and we did all, we just did the opposite. If a shoe brand normally does this, we don't do it. Does everything everybody else does, we do the opposite of. You could build a whole counterculture, and that's how you, I think you start a revolution, and you get people to fall in love with you as an incumbent, and get them to leave Nike and Adidas. Because they could see Nike and Adidas as a thing of the past. Yeah. You know how like uh, the ads like don't be like your parents? Mm. We could kind of have that thing and then start to go on TikTok and start to do the anti-establishment, anti-past thing Mm -hmm. with a different angle.
1: I could see like if you don't go out of your way to like if you never sponsor anyone, right? You Never. never send it to anyone famous, any influencer. No free shoes. I bet what would happen is you would start seeing paparazzi photos of Justin and Haley Bieber wearing those shoes. Yes. Trying to do this like anti, like yes. I'm not wearing the shoes everyone tries to send to us and pay for. There's no brand or logo on it. Yes. And now we got
0: the Bieber's rep in our stuff. That's a dream. It is the dream. And we're doing it ironically by negging them, like if we tell influencers they can't wear our shoes that's how you get them to wear your shoes yeah everybody else is sending them they think about if you're a new shoe brand and you're justin or Haley bieber and you open up your door you got a thousand shoe boxes Mm -hmm. you're not gonna no free ads right you're not gonna wear those we just don't do it like we will never like i think if you just do the opposite yeah it's
1: powerful enough that it could work so what price point do you think like because doing the opposite i think there's a lot of angles of like low cost shoes high price point shoes like
0: the opposite of one aligns with the other. I think we would focus on how many miles. I think we could do a little bit of rainbow sandals in the sense of, like, show how long our souls last. I think we do the opposite. Like, we don't make shoes that are wear and tear. And, yeah, ironically, you'll have to buy less shoes from us and we'll make less money. But doesn't the world just deserve better shoes?
1: Yeah. You see, like, you just... Like, repellent material
0: for the white shoes. Yes. you You just hose them off kind of thing. Yes. Like, actually... Take all the money everybody puts into marketing and we just put into R&D. Like they use fake leather. We only use real leather. Mm-hmm. They use composite rubber. We only use real whatever. The, I don't know all the materials, but like every little part of it, they use this type of glue and it affects their workers and their factories. We only use that type of glue. It doesn't affect our workers. Like every little thing. I don't think the shoes have to be cheaper. Yeah, I agree. That's my point. I don't, I think if you make them cheaper, like I think they should be cheaper, but I don't think they should be cheaper. Like if you if normally shoes are 100 bucks, ours can be 95, 87, 89. They shouldn't be 50 or else nobody'll believe they're good. Mm-hmm. So they still have to be expensive enough that you think they're good, and maybe they're more expensive. Yeah. But it should only be because of the quality of the product. No branding, no promotion, no sponsors, no influencers, yeah. no athletes, no ads. It's just the best shoes in the game.
1: But then how do you tell that story? I guess like some type of promotion, right? Because if, if you're telling a story on like the materials and comparing Nike to... And their process versus ours. Yeah, we'd have to advertise,
0: you're right. Yeah. But wouldn't it be... I think we could do it more like Apple Keynote Tesla style. Mm. Where we do it more through the media. When we get... We find the top 100 writers and publishers in the media on shoes and the top influencers on shoes but we don't give any away to anyone we if like you want to write yeah. up on them you got to buy them but we let them know these are the best shoes ever made we don't give anything away for free there's no samples here's why and we just do the exact opposite and when we talk about our story and i think it would work
1: yeah i mean i like i'm stuck on that tech idea I know. Well, I'm thinking it wouldn't have to be a shoe company. It could be a like a sole insert company. I know. You could have affiliate code. That's where I get stuck,
0: like on the watch. Like I'd love to have thing I could put on the back of watches that does the same thing as yeah, exactly. You don't
1: need to create the new Apple Watch. You just need to have something to stick on the bottom of a Garmin that is maybe a bit behind on the app integration.
0: Yeah. So essentially, like, how do you take an Audemars Piguet and make it a smartwatch? i wonder if smart souls exist i'm sure they might have a concept like it that it feels
1: like it's one of those ideas where like someone's done it but if we don't know about it
0: but i think it can't then... but, but tech isn't a story and i think we have to do the 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 underdog quality material story and then add in the tech yeah see they have oh, yeah there it is there it is so that's it's what i'm crazy. Saying. But you never heard of that, exactly. That's
1: where ideas always get me excited. I'm bummed out when you look it up and you see it, but then you realize like I'm a golfer too, and this looks like it's just for golf. I've never heard a golf buddy tell you like
0: Check this out or seen an ad. Yeah, that's that's a side. I know the tech thing was a side note. I just no, I love the tech, and I think we could differentiate with the tech, but I don't think we'll become. We talked about how do we build a brand. Yeah, I think one of the mistakes anybody watching the show or anything listens to is that features make you a brand. Like we saw in the Apple ad when we started the show, the ad wasn't about the features. It was about the way they delivered the story Mm-mm. of their platform compared to Netflix, which made it all about the features, and we hated the ad. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if you think about the trailer you did on Super uh, Super Mario Bros., it was really hard to tell anything other than the fact that it invoked nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And a feeling. And it yeah. had a, a voice. And it
1: it's going to be funny for the kids Correct. and for you. And
0: yeah. yeah. But it wasn't about the sh- the, the plot or anything no. else. It was nostalgia. It was an emotion yeah. they evoked. I think we could emo- evoke the emotion of the person who couldn't afford the Nike or Adidas growing up and maybe never got sucked into that brand thing but still wants a great shoe. Mm-hmm. I think there's an underdog story that we could get the, all those people to be like, yeah, you know what? I am more than just a Nike or Adidas person. Like, I actually care about the quality of my materials. Or, and I think there's a new buyer these days. The same buyer that makes all the f- amazing, frankly, like foods. Like growing up, you and I would go to like Applebee's. I would imagine like your parents were probably like mine. It was like Islands Applebee's, Chili's. There wasn't like a soup, soup plantation, soup plan- remember soup plantation? But That's like a good spot. There was. Like, when we were. There was also a thing as a foodie, bro. There weren't no. foodies. That's a new development based off of the like the passions and desires of our society mm-hmm. to go back to locally sourced and like quality ingredients. Quality is starting to matter culturally to Americans the way it didn't used to. Mm-hmm. Now think about if we could bring that to shoes, that same kind of concept of the new restaurants that we all love, that same buyer you and I are. I don't think there's been a shoe brand that speaks to us like – The new restaurants speak to us. Yeah, does that make sense?
1: No, it totally does. Like, how do you make Nike seem like TGI Fridays? Yeah, or even the McDonald's.
0: Yes, exactly. That's exactly what
1: I'm saying. Yeah, they're huge, so they got their materials are great. You know, still is incredible, but (laughs) and it's expensive these days. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. It'd be fun, but that's my thought. That's our shoe brand. I think it would be epic. I think it could totally work. Yeah, like no logo. No logo. That's what's in my head. It's the logo. Yeah. I'm stuck on the logos, the stripes and the checks. I know. I couldn't beat that. I, this whole time I was like, how do I get him off the logo? And yeah. I couldn't get you off the logo. Uh, I, like, I like the no logo. So
1: just delete it. Yeah.
0: Woo. Market this, baby.
1: That's <laughs> it. See you next week.